And today, we're definitely watching a B-movie. And actually, our, ver- our first movie that's not horror. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> we we did kind of um put ourselves in a... Even though we're, it's called Let's Watch a B-movie, we did definitely cater towards horror movies for sure for a while there. Well, I guess because most of the better B-movies are horror. Most action movies, if the fighting looks like shit, no one's going to watch it. Well, we're going to branch out now. We're going to do all kinds of genres. So we have No Holds Barred this week, and next week, who knows? But we're going to branch out. We're not going to be just a horror movie podcast. We're going to be doing everything from fantasy to, like, for example, Troll 2. Um, Fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fantasy. Trolls. Trolls are fantasy. For one, there weren't even fucking trolls. That's true. Fucking goblins. Goblins, yes. Best From movie. Nilbog. The best movie ever. Best town ever. Nilbog. I love it. So, um, there's a reason we, why we um, are doing No Holds Barred. It's because the actor Tiny Lister Jr., known in No Holds Barred as Zeus, or also known as Debo from Friday, had passed away recently. So I think this is one of his signature movies, signature roles. So that's that's why we kind of um, went towards No Holds Barred is to celebrate the life of tiny lister jr you know people are gonna want us to do friday next after this right yeah but i can't friday's not a b movie though that's like a normal comedy well so is tremors but no tremors is definitely considered a b movie anytime you have seven direct to video sequels you're a b movie all right (laughs) except the first hellraiser the first hellraiser i would say even though it has so many sequels it's still not a b movie it's still a pretty good movie yeah well you want to know the problem with hellraiser versus this movie it doesn't have actors from Supernatural. Oh, my God. So mad that I'm looking at the IMDb <laughs> trivia. And it's, of course, like two of the actors from this movie went on to be in Supernatural. It's like, what the hell? What? What is that random connection? Every damn movie we do has some oddball connection to Supernatural, which is like your favorite show ever. What? It is. What, my, it is. What the hell is that about? Well, because, one, the show's going on for 15 years. How are you? You're going to run into it. Yeah, but we're watching, like, random stuff from the 80s. Like, No Holds Barred, which is, like, 1989. Come on. Are you kidding me? Well, you also got the um, you got the fact that Kurt Fuller, he loves playing bad guys in a lot of movies. I Supernatural was definitely one of his better villain roles because he was an angel whose whole thing was trying to get Michael into Dean. Yeah, let me just say up front, that guy, he steals this movie. He's He's an amazing villain from what I can see. I don't remember him too many other movies, but like I've always remembered him from this movie because he's so over the top. He's such a 80s yuppie corporate executive, like the the exact definition of what you would think of in that role. Like he really hams it up. So mad props. And yet he, and yet he also is not really afraid of a lot of things like most villains that he's trying to imitate usually are. Like the very first scene him and Hulk Hogan meet, He's literally pushing Hogan out back. He's like, no, you stay right fucking there and you sign that damn check. Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and get into it, I guess, if we're going to. I don't think this is going to be the longest podcast because there's only so much you can do with No Holds Barred, so much. There's um, a lot of throwaway scenes, in my opinion, with this movie. Well, they were definitely padding out the runtime. I mean, basically, you introduce Zeus and you want to get to the fight at the end, but you want to, you know, you have to at least make this movie at least about an hour and a half. So it's like you have 45 minutes of like just filler for the most part. No Holds Barred is starring, of course, you mentioned Hulk Hogan. This is back in the late 80s when 
Hulk Hogan was probably one of the most famous people in America because this was like a boom period for wrestling and Hulk Hogan was on cereal boxes and on Saturday morning cartoon shows and pretty much And uh, he was in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Well, that was much later in the 90s, but that's true. Right? <laughs> that's when he that's when he wasn't as popular, but he was legit back in the 80s as far as being an American <laughs> icon and, and all that stuff. So so wrestling was pretty big. I was a huge wrestling fan growing up, so I remember Hulk Hogan back then. Well, I was a little kid, but I wasn't a Hulkamaniac is what his fans were called. I was not one of those. Oh, but. gosh. So him and Vince McMahon, basically, they pretty much partnered together with New Line Cinema to make a movie, try to take advantage of Hulk Hogan's fame at the time. And we have a wrestling movie, No Holds Barred, Hulk Hogan playing the character of Rip. Rich, to be honest, the damn wrestling in this movie looks so much better than in the actual wrestling matches you see on TV. Well, you have to remember, with this, the wrestling matches on TV, they're pretty much live. They're like a one-take thing. With this, they're able to do retakes and to choreograph the hell out of every single mo- like like move here. So oh. this is going to be a little bit, little bit crisper. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, you can definitely tell a lot of Hulk Hogan scenes were not reshot. Well, I mean, he is a trained professional. So really, it was just about getting Zeus up to speed, Ty Lister, who... Basically, at this point, had no wrestling experience, no no acting experience, to be honest. So he was pretty much off the streets. So, yeah, so probably the choreograph was more for, for his benefit to get it right. So actually, we, we open up with a wrestling scene, though. We have, we're establishing the character of Rip with him uh, beating on some scrub in the first the opening match, basically. Well, actually, the, the, the first scene is him just growling like a monster. He's like, <laughs> like you re- growl like a yeah, growl like a monster. You see, you're getting introduced to him. You also then you get to see the people training him. One of them being his brother, played miraculously by Mark Pellegrino, who doesn't seem to have his own life. His whole life is just following around his brother and living off his brother's fame, as best as I can tell. He's just he's just tagging along with his brother's fame and has no life of his own. It seems. Yeah, and he also played Lucifer in Supernatural. And that will hopefully be the last Supernatural reference, not just today, but for all future podcasts that we do. <laughs> Let's get it all get it all out of our system today, please. <laughs> well, we've already mentioned Kurt Fuller, and they're the only those two are the only ones that was in Supernatural that I know of. So this opening match, he beats on some no name wrestler. We can assume just establish that he's the best wrestler in the world, the most famous wrestler. We do cut to our first look at the Kurt Fuller, him and his uh, TV executive friend sitting in a big boardroom, which I guess was probably synonymous with, again, with 80s corporate cheese. They're all sitting around watching, complaining about the ratings, complaining about Hulk Hogan's character, Rip, and basically saying that we need to sign this guy because this guy's killing us in the ratings, so we need to bring Mm -hmm. him over to our channel to pump up our ratings. And I just want to mention, I've already mentioned Kurt Fuller is not afraid of Hulk Hogan in their first meeting, but there is so, but there, he could have taken this whole movie in a completely different direction than what they actually did had they thought about it. Yeah. Because he literally, when Hulk Hogan leaves, he shoves the check down Fuller's throat, which is assault. And if Fuller really wanted to, he could have called the cops and then blackmailed Hogan into joining the damn network at that point. Well, the thing about it is, first of all, one, one question I had was that why is, why is the character rip? Why is he so loyal to his current deal, his current channel? Like the dude gives you a blank check and you're just like, no, I don't think so. Like what? Like, it's like, 
Is there something wrong with the idea of making more money? Like, why is he so loyal to his network that he won't even hear the guy? He won't even hear the offer. Like, we didn't see anything established. Like, why would he be that loyal or so against joining this network? Of course, it is a scummy network. It sounds like, but still a blank check. I mean, that doesn't seem well, to make sense. The only problem is with most contracts, they cannot be broken except for if both parties agree. Yeah. So if Paul Kogan would have broken it the company he originally worked for could have just sued him outright and taken all that money away that was already offered to him. Yeah, but I don't even mean the legalities. I mean, like, he's just, like, steadfast, like, not even, like, willing to entertain the idea of it. He's just like... Maybe he just likes the company. Yeah, but they should have some kind of scene, something establishing maybe his his brother owns the company or he has some kind of, like, real, like, loyalty and allegiance to his current company. Then... It's like, okay, there's no way they're going to get him, but they don't show any connection he has with his current company, so his loyalty to them just... It's just it's an example of bad writing. It's just like, you're not giving us any background. You're just like, no, I don't want your blank check and your millions of dollars. I refuse. Like, huh? <laughs> like, um, Also, um, the dude, uh, Kurt Fuller, I mean, he ruins all future negotiations by immediately snapping at Rip and calling him a jockass. Like, <laughs> not help, not helping any future relationship you might have with this guy by calling him a jackass. And I can understand why he then shoves, shoves the contract down his throat. He's been insulted. Oh, the thing is, I don't understand what is the point of calling someone a jockass instead of a jackass. I think the jock part is just because, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, jock basically means dumb athlete. So... It was a play on the word of jackass with jockass. I've never, I've never once ever heard in my life the word jockass before. So, <laughs> I think that's like only in this movie, and it's never been spoken since. Right. So, but he says it to everybody. I guess that's right. Yeah. yeah I don't it, know. That's Kurt Fuller's like characters. Kurt, is, it's just like a. It's not even a real human being. He's playing like a, <laughs> a caricature to the ninth degree here. Yeah, he's an extremely over-the-top villain. And to be honest, with this kind of movie, you need that. You can't get make this movie serious no matter what. Oh, they they take this movie out of real life and into straight parody Fantasy. here. So, so, so one thing the, that sets up the whole movie that you have to understand is that in this universe of this movie, one thing is that wrestling is real. It's not predetermined. It's not a fake sport. When Hulk Hogan's in the ring, he's actually beating somebody up. So that's the first leap the movie makes. Like, these guys are real fighters. Like, they're as credible as UFC, as Bruce Lee, martial arts, whatever. Like, wrestling is real here. Wrestling has always been fake, but they did a great job, like, in the 60s, 70s, 50s, of keeping that more under the lid, basically, and really not acknowledging that, that it was fake. But in the 80s, and especially in the 90s, they kind of pulled back the curtain and said, hey, this is entertainment kind of expose the world we're not a sport we're sports entertainment um so back at this time it was yeah actually the i mean the curtain was open basically everybody knew everybody by this time knew that it was fake but in the movie it's like nobody's in on the idea that it's fake everybody in the movie is like in a world where these are real fights with real because i mean think about a real fight i mean hulk hogan's punching a guy in the face four times in a row and the guy's just like ah oh, oh. Uh, I think you'd have a concussion if he was actually getting punched in the face at, to that degree. But um, So that's one big leap the movie makes, which I'll give it that leap. We need this to be like a real fight, so we'll acknowledge this is real. So this meeting goes horrible for Kurt Fuller. He didn't get to sign Hulk Hogan. Rip, didn't get to sign Rip. He got a contract shoved down his throat. So he immediately dives to his phone, and 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get to the, the thugs in a second. First thing, <laughs> Rip goes back to his car, his limo, and he has a new limo driver. Because uh, they had shown his old limo driver before, and now he has a new one. And the new one is obviously a hired plant from, from Kurt Fuller to... I don't know what the plan was, but one of the dumbest scenes happens where Rip just starts punching the back seat, and that causes the limo driver to actually start swerving the car and crashing. Like, right. why is why <laughs> is him, a lot of things? Yeah, why is him beating up the back seat causing you to swerve the car? <laughs> like, completely maybe he's ridiculous. just so distracted by man muscles. No, this was completely ridiculous. Like. You actually, they show her just punching the seat, basically, and then you cut to the car, like, swerving off the road and crashing into things. Like, that's just really stupid. But, and well, the car basically ends up crashing. Well, it doesn't surprise me that he's able to punch the car into a crash, considering the fact that the next, the way he gets out of the car just defies all logic. Yeah, well, he, well, with wrestling being real in the movie, that means that Hulk Hogan basically is a superhero and has superpowers. So he's actually, <laughs> he's basically, there's Batman, Superman, and then there's a the character Rip. And Rip just jumps out of the, well, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, like jumps he, out of the top of the limo. He breaks through the fucking hood. But he and jumps all the metal. And, he jumps 20 feet into the air. <laughs> <laughs> like he goes to the ceiling and then comes back down onto the top of the car. Like it's ridiculous how high he jumps like huh um and then but, we get our thugs but the fact that kurt fuller had these hired thugs like on standby <laughs> like like if the meeting goes was gonna go wrong the meeting goes wrong the plan is to like like beat him up to like send him a message like what's the plan here <laughs> what was the plan are they are they killing him are they kidnapping him like what's the plan here i'm guessing they're just teaching him a lesson so he'll turn back around and be like I'm sorry, I'll go ahead and sign it now. You send some like some basic street thugs to go up against the the heavyweight champion of the world who destroys them one by one. And I mean <laughs> That's another thing. They don't they don't go after him all at once. They probably would have had a shot at it. They oh, go but at that, him one oh, at a time. But that's like an eighties fight scene thing where it's like you surround the hero with like ten people and like they take turns getting destroyed by him versus just jumping them all at once and overwhelming them. <laughs> like what you're saying makes sense like it should be like it should be like the movie Ip Man where like the 10 people literally jump Ip Man and but it's it's not like that at all so right um, but the, and then we get probably the funniest funniest line in the whole movie oh wow yeah so basically <laughs> when when Rip gets to this last guy this last guy is so scared and I'm guessing he ate some Taco Bell beforehand because he immediately craps his pants and yep. the, the look on rip's face when he starts smelling it i've uh, this is like the best acting ever like he should get like a, an oscar for this look that Hulk hogan gives as he smells the well i guess we have to call it the dookie right so <laughs> right because that's what they called it in the movie it's like what's that smell dookie <laughs> dookie yeah, that's this is probably the best. I am I am I going too far in saying this is the best scene in the movie? Uh, no, sadly it is. It is the most entertaining part of this movie. Is this scene? We peak very early here, very early. Right. I mean the uh, there's a few fights that's entertaining, but they're not they're not at that level. No. So 
basically in a failed attempt to recruit Rip to the network. That's all pretty much a failed plan now. So now the TV execs decide to create their own fighting show, um, which is called, and it's, it's very original on their part, they call it Battle of the Tough Guys. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then and then actually we find out why Rip wants to stay with the comp- with his own company because they just hired a new person to be his agent ah. and an entire the entire boardroom meeting with his company he's looking at dead ass. And her name is Samantha and she She is... did not need to be in this movie. I mean, what? <laughs> no, no, this was a um this was a forced love interest to again to fill in fill in time basically because there's not much going on here so fill so, in time and also so fuller can be even more of a villain when he with the eventual kidnap well the thing is this first scene with her is so silly because they're having a business meeting and it turns into her her taking him out to dinner like huh <laughs> it was just silly. Which, which it seems like uh with one, you can definitely tell Hulk Hogan was not expecting her to agree to oh, dinner. Hell no. The, the shock and the, the look in his eyes when he was like, ah, oh, what? And then they end up at this silly French restaurant where I never understand this. Like all the waiters and everything speak French and don't speak English. I can understand if the restaurant's actually in France, but the restaurant's <laughs> in America. I'm not buying that the waiters don't speak English. Or maybe her bias and the, not only that, but the French guy's bias towards Hulk Hogan's like, I don't think you like these kind of restaurants. Well, and that's why she brought him there too. She was trying to show him like that she's classy and he's not. And obviously he then sort of turns the table on her by the guy, the owner, I guess, coming and be like, Hey, it's our favorite guest rip. So yep. <laughs> apparently, apparently like... he eats her three times a week, apparently. So, <laughs> yeah. he, he just looks at her and smiles like I've been here a couple of times yeah but what they don't show is after that scene I'm sure Rip gave that guy like a hundred dollar bill and was like hey <laughs> thanks for making it look like I've eaten here before so <laughs> Cause no I could I, I'm not, I wouldn't I'm put not a past Hulk Hogan to get fancy food no I'm not buying that because we see him eating in his own place <laughs> later on I think that's more more of his thing so but anyways, the pointless scene really didn't do anything for anything. The main thing we got to get to is basically the introdu- introduction of Zeus. Which in is this... the second time you're in this trashy-ass bar. Yeah, what kind of bar is this place? There's a wrestling ring set up. People are having matches like in the middle of the bar. Like, Is this what the 80s was like, Cersei? And I just find, again, I find it funny that Fuller is, again, pretty fearless when it comes to everything. And you got his two buddies who are just scared out of their damn minds. Well, he's just like again because they just—he's not even a person. He's just evil incarnate. So anything negative, just like he gets like this look in his eyes, like I love it. Like, okay, so when Zeus first comes in, right, and clearly a physical specimen, you buy Amelia as like somebody who's gonna like be killing some people. So, but the first thing he does though is he assaults a woman. He assaults one immediately, like he picks her up and throws her, and she flies through a table. By her face. Yeah, and you, you cut to Kurt Fuller, and he's just like, hell yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and then he beats up some dude and takes his hair. So apparently, like, <laughs> like the Predator takes your head, but Zeus just takes your hair, apparently. so. Well, he, he beat up quite a few people. Oh, yeah. He was having fun. And then he got $100,000 doing it and became the champion of the tough guys. Which means that Rip or Hulk Hogan, we should say, 
has a has a spot on his head, has a mark on his head. Because Zeus is coming for you, buddy. You better get ready. Uh, and what was that damn mind control bullshit Fuller was doing to, to Zeus the whole movie? Well, I kept I kept waiting for Zeus like turn around and be like, I don't need you, and like throw him like across the, the room or something like that. But literally, it seems like like Kurt Fuller almost immediately has control over Zeus. Like he almost immediately is like, okay, I you belong to me. Like it's really really weird. Like he's I mean, actually he's every... actually more he's more evil than Zeus even, which is crazy. Right, but with every uh, corporate villain, you always need that soldier villain. So, uh, again, because we have to fill, fill in the runtime now, because now we know where we're going towards. We're going towards a final showdown between Zeus and Rip, but we still got like an hour to kill in the, the runtime. So we get this um, this trip that uh, that Rip takes with Samantha. They go to a a restaurant that is more like a kind of a, uh, let's say, a local mom-and-pop diner type place. Yeah. And, and I think that's more of Rip's thing. And then we have this really stupid scene where a burglar tries to rob the restaurant, and Rip decides to beat him up with a food fight and just starts throwing food at him. So, which again, in I can know it's a movie, but in real life, I bet you anything, Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Bet you anything, Hulk Hogan in real life would be like, I'm I'm not fucking with no one with guns. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and he throws like spaghetti at him. Like seriously, spaghetti. (laughs) He throws a he throws a booth at him. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it just get it's just wild. Yeah, the whole love interest thing felt forced, but it's even more so when you find out that she's been planted there by Kurt Fuller. Like, she's only there because she's there to manipulate him and to get him to do, like, you know, what he doesn't want to do, basically. So, um, And also, Kurt Fuller, we find out, has a pretty strong pimp hand. Yeah, I was making a note about like how many women get assaulted in this movie and how nobody thinks to press charges in this world. Like, first of all, Zeus just like like killed a waitress, and now Kurt Fuller is like backhanding Samantha like with no repercussions. He just runs out the room crying. I'm like, shouldn't you run to the police down the street? You have a big bruise on your face. You have evidence right there. Right. So again, in this universe, like there's no there's no laws. There's no no charges. No laws. Nothing. Uh, but then you get Zeus finally deciding to challenge Rip through live TV. He says, Rip, I know you're out there. This is our challenge. And I keep thinking, like, what if, like, Rip was not watching TV at that moment? What if he was doing something else? Like, <laughs> well, like he was about yeah. to be doing something else. <laughs> yeah. He's like, get off me. I got to watch Zeus challenge me. And then Zeus, like, crashes this charity event with his kids or whatever like that. And again just silly ridiculous like this is some of the worst acting ever between hulk and and hulk he got better in future movies like like i'll I'll have nothing positive i'll have nothing but positive things to say about suburban commando when we get there but at this point he's just rough and and zeus is just paid to like stand there and look angry and he's not even doing a great job of that right now so Um, (laughs) but uh then the bad guy just gets even worse because he pretty much wins in a sense when Rip doesn't accept the challenge. But instead, he then has, he hires someone to go and rape Sam. Yeah, on the motorcycle, right? And... Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering, it's like, you pretty much win, 
by ha him not accepting a challenge. You've already run your whole thing of Rip is too scared to fight Zeus. Why are you still going yes. after him at this point? So this is where it starts to really bend the bend the um, the logic here of like, what does Kurt Fuller want? Like, what's his goal here? What's his mission? Is he really just trying to kill them and ruin their lives, or is there like a money thing here? Like, I don't. I never in the movie understood like what does he actually want? Because you're right now he's doing his own thing with with Zeus. It's like, yeah, why are you still attacking them and kidnapping people and doing all this stuff? Like, it doesn't really make sense. But all that said, we have to find a way to get Rip like mad enough to fight Zeus. And, so, and apparently, raping his girlfriend is not the case. That it's didn't do it. Gets his ass kicked. First of all, his brother's an idiot for being in this situation to going to this this match, basically. But then his friend, like saying that this is Rip's brother, is an idiot also. He just got his he just got his friend destroyed, basically. Like should not have told them that you're related to Rip. Right. They should have just let Fuller think. Okay, a bunch of Rip fans are now a fan of Zeus. I'm happy they should have just walked away. Nothing would have happened. Yeah, but you know what did happen? And again, to me, this crosses the line. Again, there's no laws, nothing like... Zeus basically assaults this kid and dang near kills him. And Kurt Fuller, again, backhands a guy into some tires. So he has a pretty strong backhand. Well, Kurt Fuller is the most despicable character, I think. Like, I, I'm struggling to find, like, a villain in a movie who's actually more evil than Kurt Fuller's character here. Like, he's literally bottom of the barrel no redeemable quality at all at any point during the movie but yeah zeus basically assaults this kid and i'm like come on now that's like that it wasn't exactly self-defense zeus i mean that was pretty pretty <laughs> brutal like do we see any cop are there any cops in this movie like do we ever see a police officer even like jesus police officer no we do see some security guards that are bad at their job they suck at their jobs they didn't do anything yeah and and by the way, the, these these fights that Zeus was having, like uh, for the Battle of the Tough Guys thing, like are like there are there any rules at all? It looks like you just get in the ring and like whoever dies first is loses. Like it's like there's That's no rules, no structure, nothing. Like well, they even say that at the uh, when they first started, no rules, just don't kill each other, just don't die. <laughs> well, um, Zeus is trying to kill. He, as you mentioned earlier, Zeus has killed someone in the past, so he's not the right. He guy has no to, problem with it. <laughs> yeah. He, He's like uh, Drago in Rocky IV. He's like, if he dies, he dies. So so anyways, now that his brother's been assaulted, now Rip is angry. Now finally he's like, Zeus, where are you? He's like breaking glass. He's breaking mirrors that have Zeus like in the mirror. Like, what? Did that make any sense? <laughs> like, no. So, no, because uh, you can definitely tell what Zeus wasn't actually there because he wasn't even breathing. He was just standing there. I'm like, D don't, don't do that. that. That's not him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, well, okay, we're definitely going into a fantasy here, basically. And and apparently, Rip is a huge idiot because he literally runs into the mirror, basically. So, um, and like I said, this is where we find out also Fuller is doing some kind of mind fuck on Zeus. <laughs> saying Rip's pretty much uh, talking shit about him. Yeah. So, now they're both basically hyped up to fight each other. So, we can actually get but to first, our... Oh, but yeah, first, man. we need our training montage. You know, because Rocky did it, so why can't we? Yeah, this movie fits in right. This is like a spinoff of the Rocky movies, 100%. You're right. And Hulk, instead, Hulk Hogan, he was in Rocky Three, so that makes sense. So. Yeah, yeah, but instead of uh, training, Hulk is instead helping his brother through rehab. Yeah. Which, this movie basically, from what I'm seeing, it steals from Rocky but it steals a lot from Kickboxer. Remember Kickboxer when Van Damme's brother was in the wheelchair? 
yeah. after a time code kill him. So it's taking stuff from like from uh, from Kickboxer. It's basically borrowing things from other '80s fight movies and like trying to put all into one thing, um, and not really doing it successfully because I just can't bring myself to care about Rip's little brother. He just doesn't have enough screen time. He doesn't have enough dialogue. Not enough. He's not even a character to me. He's just Rip's brother. So and and hell, after he actually gets his ass kicked, he then pretty much turns into a sniffling coward. Yeah, he's and, crying all the damn time now. And and Samantha again, like weird character because she basically was sent to, um, you know, manipulate Hulk Hogan, and then. She turns into like a nice goody goody type woman, basically, and, and gets not... kidnapped. Yeah, but then she becomes a nuisance because she's basically she's getting kidnapped, she's getting attacked, all this stuff, basically just to distract Rip. So basically, she I'm not sure how much she actually helps him. <laughs> she's a big distraction for this fight. So, well, she doesn't because if it wasn't for her, this would have been a fair fight, and Hulk Hogan probably would have won before he got his ass beat. Yeah. So they're stealing, again, from Kickboxer, where, remember, uh, Van Damme's brother had been kidnapped, so he had to lose the fight intentionally for the first, like, ten rounds and get beat or, beat up and beat around. So they stole that hair, so you have Zeus basically beating the holy crap out of out of Rip for, like, the first half of the fight um, until, until the girl escapes and shows her face. And then, you know, he's seeing his brother, and he's seeing her, and... He starts to get that motivation, get that, mo- that Hulk Hogan mojo going. Yep, and then we get what really should have been the entire fight. Pretty much a back and forth between them until Zeus actually gets tired and beaten. Yeah. And what's cool is the fight, at least it gets outside the ring. You go into the crowd. Um, they're fighting all over the place. It's not just in one thing. They're going all over the place. Um, and like I said, another thing I liked about it was... Even when it got to the point where Hulk Hogan was finally fighting back, it still was not one-sided. It was still pretty much blow for blow at this point. Yeah, I wasn't going to buy anything other than like a blow for blow thing because they've built up Zeus pretty big. Like he's been dominating people. You know, I don't, I don't want to see him dominate. I don't want to see Rip dominate. I want to see like a, a long battle here. But at a certain point, it's almost the fight does go a little bit too long, though. To be honest. It starts to kind of get kind of boring towards the end here because I'm just like, okay, let's get to the finish here. I thought he had put Zeus down for good, and Zeus keeps coming back, and I'm like, okay, just come on. Uh, this is <laughs> Can we exactly, just hurry up and end this damn thing. Yeah, this wasn't exactly yeah. like riveting, like Freddy vs. Jason or anything like that. Plus, really, I mean, Zeus is just a pawn here. The main villain is Kurt Fuller, so he's the one that really needs to get and the, he's, the comeuppance. And and now he's just pretty much screaming, no, no, kill him, kill him, stop getting your ass kicked. <laughs> You know, if I was Kurt Fuller, once I saw Zeus start to lose, I probably would have thought about leaving the arena and getting away at that point. But he just stays and there. Having a temper tantrum. Oh, no, it doesn't start short-circuiting. He starts breaking shit. He even pulled out the wire that eventually killed him. Yeah. He committed suicide. Well, <laughs> well, I guess I have to ask the question, like, did he die? <laughs> like, With that many volts going through your system? Oh, he did. They can't blame Ripper and like that because you're right. He basically electrocuted himself. It wasn't yeah, because like murder. I said, he ripped, he's the one who ripped out the cord, and then he was the one who backed up when Rip started coming towards him. Rip probably wouldn't have killed him. He would have given him a few punches to the face. Yeah, and you know, any character dying, usually I'm sympathetic because I can think about the redeemable qualities about the, about, of the character. But in the case of Kurt Fuller, him getting electrocuted, I'm like, man, he actually deserved that. He really did. No sympathy, <laughs> on my, no sympathy for you. 
I literally saw that and went, wow, that was very anticlimactic. It was, yeah. And and Zeus isn't dead, so. Well, no, but to be honest with you, Zeus, he was really just a pawn. He wasn't even a real villain in this movie. He was a faceless villain, basically. You never really, you just don't get his motivation. You don't get his, nothing from him other than him just like growling and snarling his way through each scene like a mean, yeah, he was a pawn, basically. We know that he did kill somebody in the past. We know that he beat up Rip's little brother cold-heartedly, so... The only thing he didn't do that uh, Tong Po did was rape his girlfriend. And that was because Kurt Fuller hired someone else to do that part. Yeah, but you're right. They stole that. From, they stole the idea of that from Kickboxer once again. <laughs> um, you know, for Kurt Fuller, it almost like, for a character like that, it almost you would have liked to see him go to jail more so than just dying. Like, send him in a prison for, like, for life. Well, apparently, like, there's no cops in this damn, in this damn world, so... No, I mean, yeah, there's, again, there's security, but, it, I mean, you're right. They couldn't press charges on him because there's no laws or no cops in this movie, so that's true. So you might as well let like, so. I will just say that from the opening scene, just seeing the level of acting from Hulk Hogan and Kurt Fuller being so over the top, I knew what I was in store for. I knew that there was a really low ceiling about how good this movie could be, basically. It was pretty much handicapped by the storyline, the actors. Everything about it meant this was going to be like a, some Series B movie nonsense. There are some fun moments, a couple. Uh, Dookie is a fun scene. I would watch that on YouTube. <laughs> so so I, I would tell the audience, like, don't watch the entire movie, but the stuff that's good, it, those scenes are on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and watch those clips. The the Hulk Hogan fights at the beginning, Anything with any scene with Kurt Fuller is is actually pretty entertaining, and the end fight with Zeus, yeah. I mean, if you could find that on YouTube, I'd watch it. But even as a big wrestling fan, I'm just this was a, a really bad. This made wrestling look bad. This made everything look bad. This was like not doing anything any favors. So, so I'm gonna give it. For me, I'm gonna go one star on this because it wasn't. There's there's not enough fun for it to be even like like rewatchable. It's like I don't feel like I'm gonna be watching this like repeatedly. And so, yeah, I would say watch watch what you can on YouTube, but otherwise, do not bother. So, my overall thoughts are pretty much almost the same as yours. You know, none of the characters are really anything worthwhile to care for. Hulk Hogan, this is probably, what, one of his first movies he did, so his acting is pretty terrible in it. Yeah, it is. it, is, it was uh, his first movie, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Tommy Lister Jr. did what he could. It was pretty intimidating, sure. But he didn't get that many lines. He didn't. He wasn't really charismatic. He was just there for people to hate. He did. He did good. He did good with what was given to him. As far as like, it's not like he was given a character. I'm pretty sure they were just like, just like make yourself look as mean as possible. And he does look (laughs) intimidating. He does look intimidating. Yeah. And then you got Sam, who's useless. You got really Fuller. um, She had nice eyes. She had nice eyes though. Pervert. Um, Did you see how blue her? <laughs> you see how blue her eyes were? Yes. Like Jesus. But uh, then you got Fuller's two goons. They were useless in the entire movie. They were just there to whine about everything. One that was another one of my favorite jokes. Actually, was in the bar scene where they're pissing in the urinal, talking <laughs> shit about all the rednecks. Right, and the one dude <laughs> comes out the stall. And he's he was about to put our faces in the in the fucking dirty ass water and goes. Oh, y'all got tiny wingers. Oh, I'm not even going to bother with y'all. <laughs> that was the only cleverly written thing because you expect him to be some kind of tough guy, but he just like looks down, judges them, and says, you're not even worth it. 
He's like, he's like, I pity you guys, and just walks out. Kind of like it's like that was actually a funny, funny joke. I have to admit that was cleverly written. Yeah. So one of the but, few, uh, one of the few bright spots. Overall, to be honest with you, when it comes to uh, wrestling, I'm not a big fan of wrestling. So to be honest with you, this movie to me looked a little better than what we get usually. Because yeah. half the time, because if you literally pause at a contact point on the actual wrestling, you can tell they're not hitting each other. Yeah. This one, at least it looks like the way the movie was shot looked like you could tell it looks like they're hitting each other when they're pro- most likely not. Um, I liked when the fight got out of the ring. That was really my favorite part of the fight. The stuff before that I could have missed and not given it to flying fucks. And overall, I think I'd have to give this movie a one star as well. It's yeah. not that great. I'm not going to watch it again. I'm not going to buy it. Well, so you know, there's no point in me recommending it. Yeah, you know, on the other yeah. side, I could say I am a wrestling fan, and I thought I could at least say, like, okay, if you're a wrestling fan, you'll get something out of this. But even as a wrestling fan, I don't think that – I still can't recommend it. I don't think even it's fun for wrestling fans even, so I'll just you know, on that. But, um, but I – it. It did launch, which ended up being a good career for Tiny Lister Jr. So it was a good first movie for him because he got his face out there. He got to be seen. He got put in the spotlight. And he did launch a career based off this. And this is his first of, you know, would go on to be like, you know, 100 movies in his career. So for him, it was for him. It, it did him a lot of good, at least. And that that's a good thing. To be honest, I get the feeling the movie Friday was better for his career than this movie. Yeah, but think about the Friday character, Debo, I mean, him being Zeus, like, that's exactly what Debo was going to be, was like the same kind of intimidating person, so that probably helped him get the movie, I'm guessing. Probably. The only thing that was his downfall in that movie was a brick to the face. Oh, yeah, I would that, that fight with Ice Cube was way better than this fight he had with Hulk Hogan here, so that's for sure. <laughs> it's a way better fight. Um, all right, but well... But anyway, that yeah. is the movie No Holds Barred, and... If y'all really want to watch it, it is free on Hulu. There you go. It's on Amazon Prime also. Um, for free, or do you got to pay for it? Uh, if you have Prime, it's 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 free on Prime. If you have Prime, yeah. So same with Hulu. So yeah, it's free. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. That was our first four lay out of horror. And that said, I'm, I hyped it up, but probably next week we'll be back into a horror movie, probably. So. <laughs> well, yeah, because next week is my choice. Oh, God. So that's probably going to be horror for sure. So. You know, there's not much to talk about this damn movie. So, of course, it's going to be short. But, um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week then. Take care.